0: Predators know who to pick, you know? They can tell.
1: Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris.
2: And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. Now, today, we conclude our talk with a person who's been deeply scarred from her childhood. She was sexually abused by not only her father and brother, but as we'll hear in one of the most unlikely of places where we take our children. But ultimately, it's a great illustration of how our Heavenly Father, God, can bring us from the darkest of earthly situations into healing and light, as God is always faithful. Now, portions of her story are somewhat graphic and may not be appropriate for children or younger listeners.
0: My young mind, I remember going through the church and seeing these wooden plaques of Jesus, you know, on the cross. And that's when I was like four or five, and I was like, oh, I understand Jesus, because I'm trying to be good, just like he was trying to be good. And, you know, I didn't understand the whole picture. And yet he was being, like, tortured. And so I really felt like I got him, unfortunately. My brother and sister were in a, you know, the junior high group. So my brother was eight years older. He had just gotten his license so he could drive us Mm. to the church's junior high program. And off we go. And we're standing in the foyer. They say, can my sister just join this, you know, kindergarten or first grade group? I don't know how how old I was exactly. And a guy came forward and said, sure, I will take her there. He took me by the hand. But he didn't take me there initially. He took me to this little chapel, sat me in the first pew. There might have been like five pews. He proceeded to molest me. And that just put a wall between me and Christ after that. It was just Aww. gone.
1: Now, what about your uh, your brother and your sister that uh, went with you uh, to that service uh... Did you share any of this with them, or oh, did you no, just keep it no, to yourself?
0: No, I mean predators know who to pick, you know. And you were used to being quiet about it. And I not was sharing. used to being. They know. They can tell. A, a person can tell a similar spirit, you know.
1: Sure. And you enter this safe haven, what you thought was a safe haven—a church—and to uh, worship the Jesus that you uh, loved so much, and yet this predator is right there waiting at the door to really keep you away and to uh, just really take advantage of you.
0: Yeah. So how did the Lord come back into your life? That happened I was six or seven. I think I just didn't want to go back to church. My mom just figured, okay, you know, we'll let her lead the way. But I had friends, and I'd go spend the night, and we'd go to church, right? And I remember like, kind of feeling uncomfortable, but it was starting to ease on me a little bit. I had friends who were part of Young Life, and I'd go away on weekends, and I loved that. I was away from my dad. Um, it was positive. I always held true that Christians were positive.
2: Mm-hmm. And we might just insert here that Young Life is a, an organization that
0: uh, teaches young people a lot of high school age about the Lord. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I had those positive experiences. So I had two years of college and I was expected to have my third year. I mean, my school was having issues with the fact that I wasn't doing so well, you know. Yes. And everyone just thought, Oh, I was so capable, but I just couldn't I just couldn't do it anymore. And what was happening really was my pain was coming up and I just couldn't keep swallowing it and pushing it down. Healing, I wanna say, takes a long time. Yes. I became my own detective towards myself, like a really good sleuth. I had to figure things out, you know. Um, I also recognized that wanting to leave mid-college really was about me not wanting to feel pain. By traveling and getting away from my home life, I wasn't seeing the things that reminded me of, of the abuse that was wanting to become present. And so I got the wanderlust and I traveled so many countries. And I also think that gave me a sense of self-esteem outside of my family. And that sense of self-esteem gave me I maybe a sense that somewhere in my mind that I can maybe begin to look at this stuff.
1: Traveling became our guest's escape mechanism on her road to recovery. But the scars of her traumatic wounds take a long, long time to heal.
2: But it's so thrilling to hear how our Heavenly Father knows us intimately and is faithful to provide just what we need through the healing process. We'll return to our talk with our guest in just a moment. Now, because of the nature of our talk about her abuse as a child, she's asked us not to mention her name. But do stay with us. She has so much to share.
1: You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at ConnectionsWithRichAndBobby, all one word, and Bobby is spelt with an I, dot com. That's ConnectionsWithRichAndBobby.com. There, all of our podcasts are posted along with all of our contact information. Also, we're now posting our programs on YouTube. Just go to our YouTube channel, Connections with Rich and Bobby, and watch us there on YouTube.
2: Now let's return to our visit with our guest as she talks about her relationships as a wife and as a mother.
1: You know, when we came here to your uh, home, you were showing us uh, pictures of your daughters. So I want to ask you about uh, your relationships as a wife and as a mother. How was it uh, dealing with uh, some of the pain and the anguish that you went through? And now you have these lovely daughters that are in your house. So how was that in being able to um, deal with these relationships and uh, trying to guard them and prevent them from heading down the path that you went down?
0: Yeah, um, well, I think I made, may have had some triumphs and disasters at the same time. Triumph was, you know, at this point, I, I didn't get married till I was 33. Before I was 30, I recognized that I had been abused, and I just went for it for like three years do you mean by that, that you really faced it? And- I, yeah, I faced it. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's a lifetime to, you know, it's, yes. I'm I'm on year of 30, you know. I'm 58, and I started, I think, at 28 and 29. I'm almost at year 30. Mm-hmm. It's taken a long time, but in any case, um, I dealt with it for three years, and then I ended my therapy with three sessions of EMDR, And I cannot speak highly enough about EMDR as a way to bring up some past issues into the present, and also journal writing. I began starts and spurts of journal writing, but it wasn't until more lately that I did that. And then also my Lectio Divina, coming to God every morning. I've been doing that for three years now. And that has been a huge boon. God has just taken me through so many things that I've realized life is just a series of learning experiences, yes. one after the other. To answer your question, Rich, sorry I'm going off a little bit. I um, had these three years under my belt, and I thought I was good to go. I understood why I had the fear of intimacy, and you know, I was up front with my new husband. We got married in seven weeks. It was just wow. this love affair. And um, wonderful guy, uh, younger than me. I probably couldn't have handled someone older than me, given my abuse at the time. Now I think I could, but at the time, still still new. So we had two great years. Then we began to have kids. When they got to those same ages as me, that was hard. It it evoked some of my own experiences. Like I so, you know, they're so innocent, right? Yes. So wonderful. I went back into therapy. I was having difficulties with my ex because I took that pain that was meant for my father and that anger, and I put it on him, unfortunately.
2: That must be typical.
0: I'm, I is know it, it is. Yes. I'm, I'm sure it is. And at year 15, I did leave Bob. In this relationship, Bob had built his own wall because he loved and adored me so much. And here I was never quite happy with him, you know, always had some resentment. And I said, hey, I had this epiphany. I have been giving you my anger, and I'm so sorry. And I tried to be like, I tried to mend, but it, it was too late. Yes. I still love this man, and I feel like I, I ruined that marriage. Um But, you know, who can say? We all bring things. You know, we have two great kids. We are friends today, Bob and I. We talk.
1: And what about your daughters? Do they uh, know the uh, experiences that you've had to go through? Of course,
0: they don't want to hear those experiences. It's too painful. They know that happened. And that's when I say disaster. I try and say something, but that just like, they they couldn't deal with that, you know?
2: Yeah. No, most of us, and probably even a lot of listeners, don't know how to deal with that because... It's um, maybe a world we haven't had experience with, but some of the statistics about how often it happened are just mind-boggling, really, like we have here, that um, every nine minutes a child has this experience, is abused. And one in four women and one in six men have been sexually abused before the age of 18. That's amazing. And... I think it's so important to learn about these things. Maybe you don't want or need to go into depth, but to know that it happens so that you can um, be supportive, be understanding of people who have been through it and, and understand them better, you know, especially in relationships if we have close relationships. So I think it's um, really good that your children know that you had this because maybe they can understand some of the things that you go through you know, but but it's too painful to hear the details most probably because they love you and they don't want to think about that pain. But it's so neat. It sounds like you have come so far. You have
0: experienced so much, so much pain, and it seemingly affects everything. I just guess if I was to say anything to anyone who might be coming along this journey, it's just it takes time value yourself, trust yourself. All of this is inside of you. God, Jesus, intends us to love others as we love ourselves. There lies the command to love ourselves. You are worth the time and commitment. It is rewarding beyond belief. It will give you life. It will make you awake. And as you call out to God, he will answer you. It is quite a journey, and sooner you start it, the happier you will become.
1: Great advice, and yes, she found the solution to where to find help by crying out to God. As were promised in Matthew eleven, verse twenty-eight, come unto me, Jesus. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest.
2: Oh, such a wonderful promise of God's. And we thank our guest for sharing her story of her traumatic experiences in her childhood and her growth and recovery as an adult, to continue her life with a clear and hopeful outlook, trusting God for her comfort and help. Also, we hope that by hearing her story, it would be a help and encouragement to anyone who has or who you know has experienced some of these trials that our guest has gone through or some other type of traumatic experience. Be sure to invite them to listen or to watch it on YouTube.
1: You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify.
2: Also, if you've missed a program Or would like to hear this current one again Or to invite others to listen And a little reminder We're now posting our programs on YouTube So just go to our YouTube channel Connections with Rich and Bobby And watch it there That's Connections with Rich and Bobby on YouTube
1: This is Connections Connecting with one another As Romans 1 verse 12 says That we may be mutually encouraged By each other's faith Both yours and mine So thank you for listening and remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word.
2: And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby.